Hello, and welcome to the teacher edition of Steve Barkley Ponders Out Loud. The complexity of teaching is both challenging and rewarding, and my curiosity is piqued whenever I explore with teachers the multiple pathways for facilitating student engagement in the exciting world of learning. This podcast looks to serve teachers as they motivate and support their learners. Thanks for listening. I'm delighted that you're here. Building and Supporting Students' Creativity. Dr. Joanne Foster is rejoining our podcast today with a look at teachers building and supporting student creativity. She earlier recorded a three-part podcast series with us, and I'd encourage you to review that to deepen your understanding of the importance of creativity and ways to tap the possibilities. I've posted the link to those podcasts in the lead into this podcast. In addition, we just recently recorded another podcast for parents, and you'll find that in the lead-in as well. Dr. Foster has worked in the field of gifted education for over 35 years. She has a master's degree in special education and adaptive instruction, as well as a doctorate in human development and applied psychology. She taught educational psychology, as well as gifted education for 12 years in the teacher education program at the University of Toronto. She is an award-winning author of eight books. She writes about intelligence, creativity, child development, motivation, procrastination, and more. Today, Joanne shares her experiences as a parent, educator, consultant, and community advocate. Her newest book, Ignite Your Ideas, Creativity for Kids has just been released. Welcome back, Joanne. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be back and to be able to um, talk with teachers. I taught for many years at the University of Toronto in the teacher education program. So uh, it's wonderful to be able to have this opportunity. Thank you. I'm wondering if you'd start us off talking a little bit about your passion around the idea of kids and adults working together uh, to make creativity a part of their daily lives. Absolutely. I'm really passionate about creativity. I find it's very empowering. It permeates every aspect of our lives. And um, it's important to find ways to infuse creativity into everyday activities, whether it's at home or school uh, or anywhere, actually. It motivates, it enhances connections. It brings a lot of joy. and. It, Actually, creativity is at the heart of humankind's advancements, whether it's in technology, business ventures, education, the arts, sciences, whatever it happens to be. So I think that's really why it's important to work together in terms of helping children become more creative. So I work with many schools that have somewhere in their uh, mission or vision statements or their goals that they want students to be uh, college and career ready. And some of them add the uh, life ready to that, uh, to that list. And that frequently leads to them having a focus on, on what they label as the four C's, uh, communication, collaboration, critical thinking, and creativity. I'm wondering if you would share your thoughts on the importance that you see in those four C's. 
So communication, collaboration, and critical thinking are all very important and, in fact, lead to creativity, which was your fourth C. So as much as I appreciate these three C words, and I think they're really imperative, I'm going to give you some other ones to think about as well. So let's let's just think about what else really matters in a classroom situation and in terms of making the most of children's educational opportunities. So the first is choice, also an important C word. And creativity is, in fact, a choice. Kids who get to choose various aspects of their learning, including the creative endeavors that they want to tackle, will be more invested in the process. Um, there was an ancient Greek philosopher who said that choices are the hinges of destiny. And I really mm. think that that's a beautiful quote. Yeah, I like that. So choice is, is another C word. Um, how about challenge? Life is full of challenges. And teachers, of course, are well positioned to help kids learn to problem solve and overcome them. And again, use their creativity to do so. Caring is an important C word because a well-functioning classroom has students who encourage and cooperate with one another who are kind and courteous and compassionate, which are C words. Conviction, you have to have determination, enthusiasm, and, um, and passion for what it is you're going to do or what it is you're going to create. So teachers can certainly help students develop conviction, which can lead to confidence, in fact, another C word. Um, <laughs> clarification. I think it's important that teachers clarify expectations. Ideally, they co-set them or co-create them with their students so that um, they can ensure that whatever tasks are on hand are fair and fitting and um, adaptable, flexible for kids. Change is a C word. Change is a huge C word because it's inevitable. Um, and teachers can help kids adjust to new programs, new friends, new challenges, new expectations. Congratulations. This is one maybe you didn't expect, but I think it's an important one because um, we have to congratulate children on their efforts, build in that genuine praise, that encouragement, that reinforcement, even those small steps um, as they work towards and actually achieve their goals. So I, I should tell you that, that this is not off the top of my head. I actually have written a book called ABCs of Raising Smarter Kids. And the whole thing is done in alliteration and every chapter is a different <laughs> letter of the alphabet. So if you want to find out more C's, I've got them. You want to find out <laughs> M's for motivation, um, O for opportunities, you, you name it, it's there. So ABCs of Raising Smarter Kids, I'll give you the, um, the link to that. And for the record, just so you do know communication, collaboration, critical thinking and creativity, which was our starting point for this question, all of them are there. All right. So how about, uh, you, you did uh, uh, congratulations. Uh, I frequently have celebration as one of my yes. uh, key ones. So we got it, uh, they, they go together. That Yeah, dance like no one's watching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've written about the need to support teachers with uh, professional development around enabling them to be better prepared to support all students and to meet the mm -hmm. students' needs both social, emotionally, academic, um, as well as other, what might PD to support in creativity like? Well, I'm going to start by answering this question in terms of thinking about um, how teachers can challenge themselves to become more effective. And they can do this by acquiring a wide range of tools, skills, resources, support. Sometimes we think of 
PD is strictly being sort of a group effort on a specific designated day that's been assigned by the school board or what have you. But really, it's more than that. It is that. But it's also the fact that teachers have to find various ways on their own, too, um, as well as collaboratively in terms of learning opportunities, um, finding the conferences they want to attend, uh, networking um, effectively, and finding other ways to build their skill sets and their confidence. Because ideally, what you want is for creativity to be happening in the classroom as, as often as it possibly can be. So you ask specifically, what does that PD day or what does that PD actually look like in terms of supporting creativity in the classroom? So um, teachers can be thinking about what it is they currently do, how, when, and where they can connect productively with others to see what kinds of things they do in their classrooms. Think about what your school or school board needs, what it lacks right now, and that might benefit the creative expression of, of both students and teachers. Um, and, and I appreciate that teachers' lives are really busy, so you don't want to have to lay on more things for them to consider and, and do. But other things they might want to think about in terms of enhancing that creativity is to think about time management in their classroom, the organizational things, the goal setting, the prioritizing, all of that, and, and learn more about things like mindfulness and neuroplasticity, how the brain works, and motivation, and AI, which is like... Wow, that's a whole other topic. Um, entrepreneurship, uh, so many different things, how, how to make that optimal match between the, um, the student and the program. And in one of my other books, Being Smart About Gifted Learning, Don and Matthew and I talk about that optimal match and, and how to make it happen in different types of pro- program development that can be um, put into place. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about differentiation as being important also in terms of enhancing creativity. I mentioned in my previous podcast that I write for the Creativity Post, and I'll provide you with a link to an article on differentiation and creativity that I wrote for the Creativity Post, where I talk about how having a flexible range of options um, well suited to the individual child can really help them feel comfortable about infusing creativity into what it is they do when they tackle various tasks. I don't know why, but the, well, maybe I do know why. <laughs> Your use of the word caring uh, earlier, uh, I, I'm, I'm hearing it carried over. In, yes, in, it is. Yeah, huh? It is, it is for sure. But, but let me add one more thing. There's also self-care on the part of teachers, and that's really important. Sure. Teachers who invest in their own creativity, who, who um, you know, look after themselves and feel motivated when they walk in the room and, and, and happy about what it is they're going to do, um, that carries out to the kids. They see that message. It's conveyed by the teacher that creativity matters, that they're looking after themselves and they're, they're trying to um, really move forward in positive directions. So teachers might want to think of what kinds of professional development might help them be more creative so they in turn can can convey that to their students. So, you know, maybe it's um, engaging in those collaborative ventures that the school board or other places put on, or um, maybe it's trying fresh approaches and um, and strategies or applying something really new or, or potentially challenging. I, I listened recently to one of your previous podcasts where you talked about the wow factor. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, You described a teacher who brought in this box and told the students that they couldn't open it until they figured out the volume. And then they got inside the box and there was this whole long thing of candy. Again, they couldn't help themselves until they were able to divide it properly and share it equally. And, 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 Anything like that, it's, it's fun for the kids, it's creative, it's wonderful, but by the same token, it, it requires a lot of preparation on the part of the teacher. So, you know, as, as an educator, and I myself taught in classrooms for many years, and, and as I said, taught in the teacher training program in, at the University of Toronto, I think you have to be prepared for that effort and agency that I discussed in, the, in an earlier podcast, but also know that there are venues, there are ways and, and um avenues to pursue in order to increase your own creativity, feel good about yourself, self-care and personal growth, fulfillment. You uh, you mentioned a little bit about uh, AI, and I, uh, I, I just recently read a short piece where a, a person did a rather creative thing as, as part of learning, and uh, she was quick to add that the AI resource made it doable. <laughs> so it, it 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 gave her the opportunity. It was her idea that was the teacher's creativity, but the work of implementing it, she didn't see that she would have had the time to do that. But the ability to go to AI and tap that AI resource allowed her to uh, give something that 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 she was excited about being able to give to the kids. Right, exactly. And I think this is a whole new frontier. And as we learn more about AI and how it will impact our children's learning and um, ways of teaching, um, whether it's instruction or whether it's programming or whether it's something else altogether, we're, we're, we're on the we're on a learning curve, all of us. So we have to be smart about what we do. So there may be a future book on AI and creativity. <laughs> Not in the immediate future. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> your new book, Ignite Your Ideas, Creativity for Kids, uh, contains specific strategies that students can employ to build their creativity, as well as strategies that teachers and others who support students can use. Can you share some of the uh, examples of students using those activities for their creativity? Okay, so in terms of what students themselves can do, I think that the first thing is to appreciate that creativity matters in their lives, that they can um, use that creativity to bolster their thought processes, their outcomes, their journeys of learning. They have to think in terms of how I can self-motivate. What is it that really gets me interested and alive and gets my creative juices flowing? What makes me feel good when I when I achieve something, even if, as I mentioned before, small steps that, as you say, we need to celebrate as well as congratulate. Um, we have to help children understand that they have to build from what knowledge they already have to use that as a foundation or as a stepping stone to build new skills, new ideas. And um, to involve themselves in connecting with other people, uh, staying engaged in what it is they're trying to do, asking for help and support if they need it. And to, um, you know, take a look at some of the ideas, in fact, and ignite your ideas. I've got hundreds of strategies that will um, help students become more uh, excited around infusing creativity. So um, those would be some of the pointers. Great. Great. Um, I, I'm wondering what role a teacher's creativity 
plays in the teacher's instructional and, and interpersonal success with students? Okay, so um, I think creative educators have to be willing to push past or sharpen the boundaries of what they already know in the same way that we want students to do that, to take what they know and extend it. And, and, and to use that as, as jumping off points to uh, increase the amount of creativity that will enliven their classrooms. So it might have to do with math, it might have to do with languages or history or science or, or athletics, whatever it is that they happen to teach, but to use their existing knowledge as a springboard and um, to encourage discovery, to encourage adventures, to encourage children to use their imaginations, to ask lots and lots of, of questions. I think there needs to be a lot of flexibility in a classroom so that children can negotiate um, ideas, compromise, use rhyme when they want, use crazy ideas when it hits them as something that's um, going to uh, revitalize the project, um, share what it is that they are working on. And another really important thing here is that teachers have to provide an environment that's um, caring. We mentioned caring before. Um, but it's it's not just caring, it's also a, a warm and welcoming, calming kind of presence that you want teachers to be able to provide for students so that um, they have that sense that um, there aren't closed doors there. They can open all kinds of portals to um, to their imagination or anywhere else and um, and engage in creative expression. I, I, I'm, I'm hearing a uh, a link. Uh, learning and and creativity. L learning is likely to to spark creativity. So a, a teacher who's busy learning, engaged in learning, is likely to tap his or her own creativity more. I think so because as you get into the deep trenches of teaching, you understand that there are so many things you need to juggle. No two kids are alike. No two kids learn alike. And, and the job is very taxing. I, I've been there, I know. And, you know, if, if you don't sort of use your spontaneity, use your imagination, um, think on the fly, find different ways to approach things that maybe are outside the norm, then you, you miss opportunities to connect with kids. So yes, creativity is a huge part of learning uh, and teaching. But your question was interesting because you said, does creativity lead to yeah. learning? Or does learning <laughs> creativity, right? That was the original point. Yeah. And it, that, that's, that's a really um, interesting question, one that would be very debatable for many yeah. hours if we had it. But basically, I think it's a two-way street. I think in a lot of ways, our creativity sparks our learning. It, yeah. it, it points us into new directions, down new pathways, gives us ideas. So creativity does lead to learning. But when we learn new things, that provides us with a basis for trying something more creative and different, provided, you know, those who surround us are, are, are out there cheerleading for us and saying, yeah, try something different, do something. Um, don't, don't block your own creativity. Give it a go. I, I, I've uh, explored at times that same kind of uh, chicken egg uh, example yeah. of uh, do, do questions cause learning or do, does learning cause questions? And uh, and it's that same 
flip-flop back and forth between those things. As, as I learn more, it generates questions. And then those questions drive my, my next learning. And I, I can, I can see the same link with the questions to creativity. So, right. So you like to say what I'm hearing is right. And then when we count, which I think is a wonderful way to crystallize what, what someone is saying during your podcast. So what I hear you saying, (laughs) I'm doing the same thing two ways, three, right? Okay. I'm, I'm hearing you say that it's important to have knowledge and inquiry and reflection. Yeah. All as underlying uh, both creativity and learning, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We 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 got the page the, the page the same. <laughs> okay. Um, so be, before we close out, I'm I'm wondering if you'd share a couple of takeaways uh, from the book uh, for strategies for teachers to uh, to implement supporting student creativity. So the first one I think is that teachers adults of any sort, whether they're mentors, coaches, parents, teachers, whomever, um, need to respect and honor children's aspirations, their curiosities, their strengths, their interests, and their individuality. So respect and honor the uniqueness of the individual. The second one is to be available to offer guidance and constructive reinforcement as children take steps to be creative. That doesn't mean hover and scrutinize, but it does mean to be available when they require help or or need that extra little bit of um, incentive. I used the word choice before. So my third point here would be to encourage um, children to make the choice to be creative. They don't have to be creative. They have to want to be creative uh, for more fulfillment and to um, increase the breadth and depth of their learning. Um, And the fourth is to help children value creativity, to um, model it, to show how it can enhance the flow of ideas and um, and pleasure, whether you're the teacher, whether you're the student. Um, creativity has the potential to enrich, to inform, to inspire, and and um, and that's really important. So my, my four takeaways are respect and honor children's uniqueness, uh, be available, um, encourage them to make the choice to be creative, and to help children value creativity by making sure it's infused into what happens. Thank you. Uh, Joanne, I'm wondering if you'd let people know what's the what's the best way they can uh, follow up to find, uh, you, you've, you've done a ton of writing and work uh, that provides countless resources for, for, for folks. Uh, what's the best way people can connect with those things? So um, you're welcome to visit my website, which is joannefoster.ca. I have a resources page that's probably way too robust because you're going to have to scroll to find all kinds of good stuff down there. Um, I've got several books that you're welcome to investigate as well. Um, There's a discount for this Founders Out Loud community, which is P-O-L-20 exclamation point, which is in effect from now through until December 31st for 2023 for anybody who's interested in um, purchasing a book from the bookshop at the publishers, which is giftedunlimitedllc.com. And the books are available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever you happen to to hook into. But I think what's really important is to get out there and and check out some of the resources um, 
that um, are available on my website and elsewhere. And um, anybody who has any questions, or they, they can certainly connect with me. Well, we'll be sure to uh, add that information on the podcast lead-in, uh, make it as easy as possible for folks to find you. Thank okay. you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening, folks. I'd love to hear what you're pondering. You can find me on Twitter or LinkedIn at Steve Barkley, or send me your questions and find my videos and blogs at barkleypd.com.